What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This Haberman of Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com and EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, and MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM, and the numeral 1, and UntuckIt.com, and the promo code HAM, and SeatGeek. You know it, promo code HAM. Now to the segment. The Warriors, it's going to be a difficult year, and I think a lot of people have been saving up a lot of bullets that now they'll be able to shoot off into the air about Steph and Draymond specifically, because those two guys over their careers have rubbed some people the wrong way, right? Steph dancing around. And just when you're good, you get hated. Draymond talks like these guys, as beloved as the Warriors were on one hand, also plenty of enemies. They, they did a lot of pissing on people's graves. No doubt. Did. No <laughs> doubt. So here's what, here, here's what I think everyone needs to remember. What they've done is written in stone. What Steph and Draymond and Clay and what the Golden State Warriors have done is written in stone. And it wasn't like, oh, that one time they had a good year. This franchise has completely turned around because of these guys. And you mentioned that to me earlier. Their resume is established. And it is nothing that a bad NBA season can wipe out. So I say that because of this. Tuesday morning, I'm listening to NBA radio. And Brennan Haywood is on with Frank Isola. And they're talking about, they're talking about Buddy Heald is how this conversation starts. And Brennan Haywood is saying that Buddy Heald is underpaid. And Frank Isola is saying, for his very short track record of production, he is he should be thrilled with his contract. And they get into discussion about him and Jamal Murray and Brendan Haywood saying, well, just if Buddy Heald was on the Nuggets, you'd think he was a winning player, but he's on the Kings, he's a losing player, blah, blah, blah. And so then he says this about Draymond Green. I always love to hear different points of views. 
Because I hear a lot of people always say, well, what has this guy done? This guy this guy affects... I, I hear it a lot with Draymond Green. This guy, he affects winning. I'm like, yeah, he affects winning with Golden State. You put him on, you put him on Detroit, would, would Draymond Green be just as valuable? No. All right. I, that's ridiculous. Because you know what I've always said, John? There is no room for role players on bad teams. But Draymond is like this the, crazy... The sixth man of the year has never won on a 25-win NBA roster. Draymond... And this goes back to our conversation about like the thin margins of Emmanuel Sanders or Mohamed Sanu. He does the little things that are, inv- that are invaluable to winning teams and not valuable to losing teams because losing teams, they're losing teams. Those little things are irrelevant. Their margins are not thin. Uh, would Draymond Green make the Pistons an NBA champion? No. But it's not the point. He is a winning player and it's indisputable. Well, the guy has been a winning player since he was in high school. Losing players lose. And no sport overhypes his players more in the NBA. Because I think Brandon Hayward's argument are a guy like Devin Booker. Like, you put Devin Booker on the Warriors, he'd win. Well, if Devin Booker had started on the Warriors, like Steph Curry and Clay did when they sucked, he would not have won, and the Warriors just would have saved the Suns. Carl Anthony Towns, there's a reason Jimmy Butler said, put down fucking Fortnite and get into the gym. Yeah, he's like, well, he averages 30 and 20 in the second half of the season. Yeah, and games don't fucking mean dick. So, if Carl Anthony Towns was just a fucking winner, they would win. Like, I'll say one thing for Anthony Davis. For the most part, when he did try and was healthy, that team won. Like, I, Anthony Davis won a championship in uh, college. He got to the Pelicans. For the most part, they had really shitty rosters and took them to the playoffs a couple times. And I'm just, when I say win, I don't mean NBA championships. Like, Russell Westbrook, we're hard on Russell Westbrook. I've seen him with shitty teams get them to the playoffs. Flawed player, but Russell Westbrook is a winning player. Right. The NBA, wouldn't you say, in our in our lifetime, and probably anyone's lifetime, just the nature of the sport, but as the league is like expanded and you had a lot of teams that aren't going to make the playoffs, is full of a lot of guys that you can just, if you and me went to a random NBA game, you and me are in Phoenix, and the Suns are playing the fucking Magic in some random game, we see a guy score 35 points, which most people in basketball at the highest level, NBA scouts, coaches can say, most guys in this league that like start you know, non like some big can score 30 on a night if they're just fed the rock. That doesn't mean like we're a lot of guys do that and we lose. Steph, I, I think his comp, and Steve Kerr's always said this, is Duncan and is Steve Nash. They are elevators. I also think Draymond Green, I've watched him in the biggest fucking moments against the best players, whether it be LeBron, Kyrie, Harden, and Russell, leave bodies on the court, ruin legacies. Like, he was the difference in the series last year. Him. Like, those guys are just winners. Some guys are winners. Some guys are losers. And when you, if you, if Pat Riley was sitting here, he'd probably say the difference is just smart players, passing at the right time, hustling, uh, not worrying so much about themselves. Because the NBA, that's where it kind of parallels baseball, where even though it is much more team-oriented to win, like football, you can quickly kind of go individual on shitty teams and just go, I'm going to get my 28, right? And at your 28, you'd be better off scoring 18. We have a better chance to win. Like these basketball coaches have been talking about it since the beginning of time. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, I'll, I'll, say, and I'll say this, though. Just because you're on a losing team doesn't mean you're a losing player. 100%. But a lot of times, once you get put multiple spots and you keep losing – like, it kind of is what it is. Yeah. The, I'm just saying, like, like here, time will tell on Buddy Heald. One, but, but I'd say this. The NBA is much healthier 
when they are signing NFL type contracts and NFL players would be like, I die for 90% of my contract <laughs> to be guaranteed. Yeah. But that, how often do you see incentive based shit with NBA contracts or baseball? It's very, very rare. It definitely hasn't happened these last five, six years. So this buddy, he like, that's a healthy deal. He got $85 million. He's had one good season. And if he does what, if he turns into quote unquote, a winning player, he can make a bunch of money. Here's the other thing. Let's say the Warriors win 40 games and are like the 11 seed and miss the playoffs. One thing's going to come up a lot. Like, I think you're right. There's going to be a lot of shade, especially if the story today, Steve Kerr said he's not going to play Clay. Mm-hmm. So let's say Clay doesn't play a game and just those two guys play and they're just not good enough to get them to the playoffs. It's going to be like, well, they were just dependent on Kevin Durant. Guys, we saw for two years before Kevin Durant came, they won a championship without him. Like that happened. They won a championship without him. And then the next year they lost in game seven of the NBA championship where they beat Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. And it took LeBron doing the greatest LeBron stretch in like LeBron's life to beat them. And Kyrie hit a game winning. Like that, those two years happened. I think those two years, who are still my favorite two years of my entire basketball watching life, beside maybe a couple of Michael Jordan moments early in my life, are going to never get mentioned. Well, don't you John, think? The, the, the title they lost was a championship shy of being the most amazing because it was 73 wins, plus it was the OKC series. That would have been, I mean, it's undoubtedly the greatest season of all time. It's still kind of what I saw. I saw well, they, there's they, they an Audi. Won, they would have won four straight championships then, right? There's an Audi it, I see all the time, convertible, that the license plate is GSW 73 wins i think it's gsw 73 ws maybe is it is that like rick welch or Kirk no Lager? it's not i saw the guy once and i was like I, I i don't maybe he does work for the team and i don't recognize him but it's i thought it taylor might gross? be gross i thought it huh taylor gross no it's, <laughs> it's not so maybe there's a warriors employee uh, there's gonna be a lot of slander coming at him this year and i and i i don't that's have second answer. that's your second use of slander on this podcast Steph and Draymond don't need anyone to defend them because, like you say, anyone that knows their fucking legacy speaks for itself. They they turned the North, the Clippers of the North, into a fucking powerhouse. And that, and I'm I'm saying powerhouse before Kevin showed up, before Kevin showed up. Because like, what if Kevin didn't show up? Well, they just would have re-signed Harrison Barnes and kept winning, and Kevin would have gone to the Celtics. <laughs> so they they would have faced Kevin Durant maybe in the championship. I don't know. I mean, what the OKC would have sucked. Who's beating them out west? We we saw uh, Harden can't beat them. They they ruined Chris Paul. But I, get ready for it because you, you I think you're almost under. I think it's coming and it's coming hard. People and in fairness, when you shit on everyone, if you just win like if Steve Nash won a couple titles, it would have been so boring. He never would have talked any shit. I mean, they talked a lot of shit. Draymond talked all the shit, and Steph didn't talk as much shit. But his antics, if you're not a Warriors fan, you hate him. Because he's dancing, he's pointing, he's... So they... Yeah. I, I will say this. While the 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 substance is going to be wrong, because it's not going to be true, they do have it coming. <laughs> yeah. But they it'll be fun. It like, to me, it's part of what's going to make it fun. It'll well, be part of I mean, kind of. Kinda, well, I mean, that being good would guy, be more fun. But I'm just saying, like... If they, if they win 38 games... Well, that's not fun. I'm going to be fascinated. Like they have, they have had historic local television ratings. I don't miss a game. Like, and I'm talking like, oh, they're playing the Suns. I'll just watch like Kevin score thirty, and then I'll turn it off in the third quarter. 
I just wonder if a lot of people are going to be like, I can miss this game. It's just irrelevant. Yeah. Now, if, if, you, if you look on Twitter and you go, Ste- yeah, if like Steph's going for 50, you're chiming in. But if they're just playing random teams or they're down 20, you just – I'm going to be fascinated. We, we know how the West Coast fan thinks. He's not – you give me a load management game, I, th- th- their television rating might do like a one. Right. <laughs> now that still, far, but – Yeah, but they, they're going to have – you see Zion's out for two months? Yeah. Do you, I, I looked today because, obviously, Clippers, Lakers tonight. I was like, I wonder who the undercard is. Pels. Right, yeah. I, I, I did the math yesterday. Like, by middle of December, they had them on 14, 14 national television games. Now, some of those are NBA TV, but a lot of them were TNT and ESPN. That's, Problem, that's problematic. Because if I go, hey, man, you see Zion on Wednesday night? You'd be like, yeah, I chimed in. Now if you're like, are you watching Drew Holiday? No. I like Drew Holiday. That was a big blow for the NBA, having Zion yes, in two months. I, they went all in on the – that's where, like, it's like, well, if it's not a big market team, it's going to be hard if a star player is not there. I was texting with an NFL buddy yesterday, and he's just like, God, do you look at the way he walks? He's kind of not – like, the way his knees are kind of pointed at each other, and just his – he weighs a lot, and his explosive jumping – are we one hundred percent sure that he's just got a twelve-year NBA are, career? Yeah. Are we sure that RJ Barrett isn't the better pick? Well, I I've watched him a little in preseason. He stinks. He's on the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, he's but play, he's, he's just, playing with 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 what's his name? N- not stinks, but I just mean he's had a lot of like two for twenty games. He's going to have a lot. I mean, of the you're poor right. Guy. Yeah. What's well, the name of the, I, What's what's the guy they got from the uh, Mavs? What's the point guard's name from NC State? Oh, De- De- Dennis Smith uh, Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. Here would be the safe Because I heard Simmons the other day make the point. I don't know if you could – Simmons' point was, I don't know if you could pick a worse teammate for R.J. Barrett than Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> well, Rosillo summed it up perfectly. When R.J. when Dennis Smith Jr. looks in the mirror, he thinks superstar. Yeah. And that, that to me, is a defining attribute of just NBA losing players. They're like, bro, you're not a superstar. And that's what I think Draymond would tell you. Like, well, I have a role on this team. And that's right? where – that's the other part. Like, so much of Draymond's rep – so much of it comes from his on the court, but a lot of it is just wh- how do you work when no? What are you doing behind this? What are you doing? And I think that's people. Res- you can hear it when they talk about it. How much? They I'll, I'll give you a bet though. If you had to bet right now, who plays more games in the next ten years, R.J. Barrett or Zion Williamson? I think the safe bet's going to be R.J. Because you go, God, this guy's yeah. already been dinged up a couple times, and yep. you just he plays at just this frenetic, violent. It's just violent. That's. Whenever Russell's career clearly looks like he's just over, he's had one of the better like tenure runs of violent NBA athleticism you'll ever see. You agree with that? Of just like Jesus Christ, how did this guy not shatter every bone in his body falling like that? Where Zion, what does Russell weigh? Two hundred five pounds, two ten. Zion weighs two seventy. It's like Shaq. When it went, it went hard because your body just give like you just you can't jump like that on those knees. All right, so I'll my, bet my, my knees who, are hurting. Who, who's the best rookie in the NBA this year? John Morant. Well, I saw a lot of people like you know NBA people like pick, putting their shit out. Yeah, I see a lot of people not picking Zion because I just not. I mean, everyone thinks he's great, but I think a lot of people are betting. Are we well, sure we're getting twenty games out of him? I'll tell you this: if he hadn't hurt his knee, I'd still say that it might be Ja. But if I told you that Zion had played 70 games, you'd say 100% Zion, right? The best rookie? No. I might say Ja. If I said Zion plays the full season, you wouldn't pick Zion on a good team? They're going to be decent. I'm just saying, I think John Moran just might be the better player, period. 
What about your guy that's with the Sixers that everyone's jerking off? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I got a text He's our Monday. sixth man? I got a text from, Monday from Doug, from our friend Doug Christie. What he, he said? I, he said, I want you to know I just shouted you out on radio because he does his show in Sacramento on KHDK. I, I was listening the other day when I was driving home to see my mom. And I texted her. I said, you're talking about the Sixers, weren't you? He said, yep. Because I texted him the other day. Matisse Thibault well, in preseason loves, had a great Doug game. And I said, Doug, remember I told you that there's this guy at Washington who is you, but a better shooter. I told him that like Matisse Thibault's going into his sophomore year, so three years ago. So Doug loves this And guy I've now. been on him. Like watch him, watch him, watch him. So I, he hasn't lo- he hasn't really watched them. I'm like I'm telling Isn't you, Doug from there. Yeah, he's from Seattle. So I, but he went to Pepperdine. I was like Doug. I mean, he watched him a little, I think. But I think maybe last year during the tournament, Matisse had this steal and this windmill dunk in the Pac-12 tournament. I said, there, I've been on Doug for three years. Like this is you, this is you, this is your comp. Except what is he? I, six seven long, same deal. Super long, great defender, just high level dude. I think he's going to be a better shooter, but that's his comp. And so Doug, I has seen the light, and he, I got to go find the audio. But. He's the sixth man for the Sixers already. Oh, is he? Uh, I mean, pro- he's not. But I, but no worries. But he was, that. he was not like a one and done. He was a senior, right? He yeah, was an older. No, I yeah. fully, I, I'd be shocked if he's not. I mean, he's gonna be like that guy is defending. He's, yeah. he's John. He's fantastic. He's just an elite was defender. He, is he kind of Draymondy, right? Four year senior, just a winning player. Uh, I'm not saying the different play, positions, uh, obviously, but just yeah, yeah, plug and play in little, the league. He's going to have a role. Yep. Is tough. Defends. Yep. yep. Likeable. Just great teammate. What's the hardest thing to defend right now in the NBA? Like, do you Wayne. have a do you have a perimeter defender? God, I, I I think the Sixers. So just you heard it here first because Doug Christie heard it three years ago. Matisse Thybulle is a baller. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.